Hello, friend. I'm Dr. Ron Jones of Something Good Radio, wishing you and your family a blessed Christmas season. Before I share today's message, I want to take a moment to remind you that Something Good is supported 100% by listeners like you. Your financial gifts not only keep this program airing all year round, but they also help us share the good news of Jesus Christ with people worldwide through our digital platforms. And we continue to see people coming to faith in Christ as a result. All of us here at Something Good Radio understand how difficult the past couple of years have been for so many people. Lost jobs, social and political strife, lots of uncertainty, and yes, many have lost their lives. But I'd like to challenge you to prayerfully consider sending a special year-end tax-deductible gift to Something Good Radio this month. Because it is during times of adversity in this life when people begin to seek answers about the next life. Many will be doing that for the first time in the days and weeks ahead. That's why I'm asking for your help, because I want to be there with biblical answers to those questions, both now and in the years ahead. Thank you for listening, and please know how grateful I am for your prayers and financial support. Hello and welcome to this Wednesday edition of Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones, lead pastor at Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. My name is Brian. Thanks so much for spending part of your busy Christmas week here with us. Well, God has given us four wonderful gifts through His Son, Jesus Christ. The first is His love. And in our last message, Ron gave us some great insight to that special gift. Today, he moves on to gift number two, the joy that only comes to those who believe in Jesus. Stay right here or visit somethinggoodradio.org to listen anytime on your schedule. That's somethinggoodradio.org. And while you're there, check out Something Good Television, Something Good Courses, Something Good Travel, and the new Something Good Digital Library, where you can search for biblical answers to your questions from nearly 30 years of Ron's Bible teaching ministry. From his teaching series, The Gifts of Christmas, here's Ron with today's Something Good radio message, Joy to the World. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let's take our Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 2, and I would like for us to pick up the Christmas story in Luke 2, and I'm reading beginning in verse 8 through verse 14. You follow along as I read. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, let's read it together, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Father, we ask your blessing on our study of your word this morning. Give each of us ears to hear. We want to be doers of the Word and not just hearers of it. 
So, Father, fill us with your joy this morning, your Christmas joy, and help us to leave this place more filled with joy and with expressions of exuberant joy uh, welling up like a wellspring in our hearts, even more so than when we walked in this place. And we pray this in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Well, Christmas is that time of the year when we love to sing, and we love to sing very intentionally. We love to sing uh, exuberantly and joyously. It's also that time of the year where I love to sing the, the traditional Christmas hymns, you know, like Away in the Manger and uh, Silent Night, O Little Town of Bethlehem, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And my personal favorite, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Now, when I shared that with the early service, our classic service that is mostly grandmas, well, they laughed too. They laughed too. They, they had good fun with that. Uh, but there's another one we also like to sing this time of the year, and it's the one we just sang, Joy to the World. Catherine and the kids and I were back in D.C. a couple weeks ago, and we, we did what has be, become kind of a Jones family tradition. We've been in the D.C. area for about a decade, and uh, we learned early on there are a lot of wonderful free things to do in the nation's capital. And one of those things to do is to attend one of the uh, military Christmas programs uh, down in the district at Dar Constitution Hall, the Daughters of American Revolution Hall, right across from the White House. Uh, it's the largest performing arts theater in the, in the nation's capital. It seats about 4,000 people. And the Army does their program. The Navy does theirs. The Air Force. Again, the best thing about it is it's free of charge. You know, you just get on there a little bit early in October, get your tickets. And so we attended the uh, American Holiday Festival put on by the United States Army Band Pershing's Own. And you would have been very, very proud of um, your army band. I mean, they just they put on an incredible, spectacular holiday program. Uh, the amount of uh, military brass that was on the platform and in the auditorium that night was very impressive. But what impressed me most was the stirring rendition, and I'm telling you, the stirring rendition of joy to the world that began the holiday festival. Because in years past, political correctness won the day, and you didn't have much joy to the world. The Lord has come. But something changed this year, and there was a lot of Jesus, there was a lot of Merry Christmas, and there was a lot of joy to the world. The Lord has come. It was a wonderful, wonderful celebration. I encourage you, if you have the opportunity next year, to uh, just drive up the road here and enjoy one of those uh, military holiday celebrations. Did you know that Joy to the World by the um, early 20th century became the most published Christian hymn in North America? You probably didn't know that. What you also probably didn't know is that Joy to the World was not originally a Christmas hymn. <laughs> it was penned by a guy named Isaac Watts back in 1719, and he was inspired not by the Christmas story, but by the latter half of Psalm chapter 98. So let's put our finger in the Christmas story, Luke chapter 2, and let's turn to Psalm chapter 98 just for a moment and find out why Isaac Watts, who penned the words, joy to the world, was inspired to write them. Psalm chapter 90, beginning in verse 4, make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. 
Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the hills sing for joy together. Before the Lord, before He comes to judge the earth, He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. Uh, Psalm chapter 98 uh, pictures the triumphant return of Jesus Christ at the end of the age which means joy to the world was really about the second advent of Jesus, not the first. I don't mean to spoil the Christmas hymn for you. We we can still sing it in remembrance of the birth of Jesus Christ, but the joy to the world that Isaac Watts wrote about was all about the second advent of Jesus, his second coming, which is yet to happen in Bible prophecy. We celebrate this time of the year his first advent. But the psalmist pictured the day when the king of kings and the judge of all the earth would return and the nations would clap their hands and all of nature would would join in and rejoice at the coming of the Lord. Oh, we got a little taste of it, a little glimpse of it 2,000 years ago on a hillside when the angels came and spoke to the shepherds. Uh, But the joy to the world that Isaac Watts wrote about was the the joy in anticipation of the second coming of Jesus Christ when he would set up his rule and his his reign on this earth. Uh, Last week, we talked about um, the the gifts of Christmas, and we talked about the fact that uh, uh, Christmas is God's love wrapped in human flesh. Well, this week, we want to talk about how Christmas is God's joy wrapped in human flesh, because the angels came to those shepherds and said, fear not, for behold, I I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. What is joy? How would you define it? Uh, Somebody once used joy as an acronym and tried to come up with a definition that went something like this, J-O-Y, Jesus, others, and you. And that's not a bad place to start because we all know that there's no joy in selfish living. Ebenezer Scrooge reminds us of that. And it would be good for the selfie generation that is rather self-absorbed to to beware lest uh, they run the risk of losing their Christmas joy with all the self-absorption that is part of the selfie generation. They're well on their way to becoming Ebenezer Scrooges if, if it's all about them, if it's all about us. But joy, uh, uh, joy is, is, is certainly uh, putting Jesus and others first and, and ahead of ourselves. C.S. Lewis wrote an autobiography called Surprised by Joy, and it detailed uh, his journey from atheism to theism and eventually to a, a joyous and very robust faith in Jesus Christ. And in his uh, autobiography, Surprised by Joy, Lewis said, joy, I love this, joy is the serious business of heaven. I love the, the, the exchange of, of two words there, two, two ideas, joy and serious. It's the serious business of heaven. And certainly Lewis had in mind his own joyful experience when he came to faith in Jesus Christ. But I wonder if he also had in mind one of the stories that Jesus told when he was on this earth, and he told a parable about a shepherd who had a hundred sheep. And one of those sheep wandered away, as sheep are prone to do. And he left the 99 sheep, remember that story, and the shepherd went after the one sheep. And when he found his one sheep and brought that one sheep back, he he sent word out to all of his family and friends, and he says, rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. 
And then Jesus punctuates that story and he tells us the real reason for it. He says in Luke chapter 15 and verse 7, just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven, listen to this, over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Yeah, joy, I mean real unspeakable joy that wells up in your spirit like a wellspring. That's the serious, serious business of heaven. And no wonder the angels came on that hillside 2,000 years ago and said to the shepherds, to the shepherds, we have great news of, of great joy for all the people because they knew that this baby that was born in Bethlehem would lead to the repentance of not just one, but many people. And it was party time in heaven. You do know that heaven throws a party a joy-filled party every time one sinner repents and comes to faith in Jesus Christ. And that's the joy of Christmas, friends. That's what gave the angels such exuberant joy in their spirit and joy that they sang about and communicated to these shepherds. There's still more to come from Dr. Ron Jones, so stay right here. Listen to Ron's messages on demand on your schedule at somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. And when you stop by, be sure to check out Starting Point, A Disciple's First Steps. It's a free online discipleship coaching experience created by Dr. Ron Jones. Look for Something Good courses when you visit our new streaming platform at somethinggoodradio.org. That's Starting Point, A Disciple's First Steps where you'll discover what it means to be a disciple and learn how to train others to be true followers of Christ. Ron calls them joy stealers, things that rob us of the joy God longs to give us. And sometimes we're the ones who open the door and let the thief walk right in. Here's Ron with the rest of today's Something Good Radio message, Joy to the World. C.S. Lewis uh, also talked about stabs of joy that he experienced, uh, just occasions where joy would well up in his heart, but sometimes it would quickly fade away. Uh, I would define that more as happiness than joy. Jo joy is something that God sustains in our hearts, and it's regardless of the circumstances. Happiness has to do with what's happening, and what's happening might be uh, uh, the joy of a, of a birth in your family. Uh, maybe it's Christmas time and somebody in your family is, is due and you're going to have a new bouncing baby boy or girl. Uh, that's, that's a joy-filled experience. Uh, weddings are also joyful times. But we experience stabs of joy or splashes of joy or, or, or periodic times of joy, not the sustained joy that God really wants for us to have in our life at Christmas time and at every other time of the year. Because sometimes... Pain and sorrow and difficulty precede times of exuberant joy. Every mother understands this. There's no greater joy than for a mother to hold her newborn baby. But prior to that are hours and hours of painful, painful labor. And perhaps this is what the psalmist had in mind or what every expecting mother uh, knows very well. Psalm chapter 30 and verse 5, weeping may tarry for the night, but joy Joy comes in the morning. You may be going through a time right now that is a dark time and a difficult time and a time of weeping and sorrow and pain, but just know that joy is, is right around the corner, a splash of joy, a stab of joy, something unexpected, something sudden, just like the angels 
uh, brought to the shepherds that night. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2 also has this, uh, this idea in mind. It says of Jesus, who for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, he despised the shame, and he was then seated at the right hand of the Father. Sometimes to experience the joy that God really wants us to experience, uh, we have to engage in a little delayed gratification. We go through a dark time, a difficult time, a painful time, a sorrowful time. Jesus went through that. His road to the cross was not easy. From the day that he was born, Herod was trying to kill all the boys under two years of age. He escaped that, lived a life where people rejected him and spit upon him and eventually nailed him to a cross, who for the joy set before him, he looked beyond the pain, he looked beyond the sorrow, he looked beyond the dark nights, he looked beyond Gethsemane and even the cross because he knew that unspeakable joy was right around the corner. I love that what the writer of Hebrews says, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross and he despised the shame. You know, the word joy and joyful appears 238 times in the Bible. A variation of it, the word rejoice, appears another 260 times. That's a total of about 500 splashes or stabs of joy uh, that appear in the Scriptures. Years ago, a pastor named Charles Swindoll wrote a book called Laugh Again. And if you know anything about Swindoll, he has an infectious laughter. And uh, he often receives uh, notes from his church family and from his radio audience that says, don't stop laughing in the pulpit. And uh, so he wrote this book called Laugh Again, and it was based on the New Testament book of Philippians, Paul's letter to the Philippians. Short book. You can probably sit down and read it in about 10 or 15 minutes, only four short chapters. But scholars refer to the book of Philippians as that epistle of joy because the word rejoice, which appears 260 times throughout the Bible, appears 16 times in the book of Philippians. What you may not know about the book of Philippians is it's among what scholars call the prison epistles. Paul wrote it from prison. <laughs> Isn't that ironic that his most joy-filled letter where he just says, rejoice, and again I say rejoice, he wrote it from some dark, difficult circumstances. All wasn't well in Paul's life. He was under house arrest, but it's from that experience that he writes uh, the book of Philippians, this epistle of joy. And in that book that Swindoll writes called Laugh Again, he identifies three joy stealers. And what I've discovered is that these joy stealers uh, appear at Christmas time perhaps more than any other time of the year. They, they heighten themselves, threatening to steal our joy. Those joy stealers are worry and stress and fear. I love the way Swindoll identifies or, or, or defines uh, these three joy stealers. He says that worry is inordinate anxiety about something that may or may not occur. Stress is intense strain over a situation we cannot change or control, and, and fear is dreadful uneasiness over danger, evil, or pain. I noticed a common thread in these joy stealers. Uh, they're talking about things that, we, that may or may not occur or the things that we cannot change. <laughs> and yet these are the things, the worry, the things that we worry about, the things we stress over, the things that we fear, the things that we cannot change, things that may or may not ever happen. These are the things that we allow to steal our joy, our Christmas joy, at Christmas and at many other times of the year. I could add another one to Swindoll's list of joy stealers, and that's selfishness. Selfishness. 
Again, the selfie generation needs to understand uh, that a self-absorbed life is no pathway to joy. It will steal your joy. That's why Jesus others than you is the right priority in our understanding of joy and what joy looks like in real life. So let me just talk to you about three things related to this, uh, this gift of Christmas joy. <clears throat> three things that we can say about it. Number one, Christmas joy is a gift from God. It's a gift from God given to us at Christmas time. Uh, Christmas is, is God's joy wrapped in human flesh, as we say. But let's go back to Luke chapter 2 and experience this joy as the, as the shepherds experienced it. Again, in that same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. John is the one gospel writer who pays a lot of attention to uh, uh, the interchange between light and darkness, but, but Luke here is the one that mentions the shepherds were tending their flocks at night. Don't miss that. It, it, it was a dark time, physically speaking, when the news of great joy came, and it may be a dark time in your life, a difficult time, a hard time, a painful time, a sorrowful time, but joy came unexpectedly right in the midst of that, and it came to a group of shepherds, the most unexpected people, uh, we would think, would receive a message like this. I mean, this was a heaven-sent message, and you would think it would come to the religious elite or the politically elite in Jerusalem, but oh no, God bypassed all of that. Because perhaps if the elite received this good news uh, with great joy, they'd keep it to themselves. They would think that they're somehow privileged and, and it belongs to them. But this news came to a group of people who didn't have much to be joyful about. Shepherds didn't. Uh, they were rather poor. Uh, they were the, the dregs of society. Uh, maybe lepers were considered a little bit lower than shepherds. Because of the nature of their business, they were not considered ceremonially clean. And so even the, uh, the religious leaders didn't have a very high opinion of shepherds. But God did. You're listening to Something Good Radio. Today's message, Joy to the World, along with all of Ron's messages, can be heard on demand on your schedule at somethinggoodradio.org. Check out our resource tab at the top of the homepage for books, teaching series, lots of great tools to help you in your journey with Jesus. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Is traveling to the Holy Land on your bucket list? Join Dr. Ron and Catherine Jones on a Something Good Travel Experience. Experience Israel by walking in the footsteps of Jesus. Experience Greece by navigating Paul's missionary journeys. Tour the lands of the Bible. Grow your faith, make new friends, and travel beyond belief. For more information about upcoming Something Good Travel experiences, visit somethinggoodradio.org travel. Need prayer today? Stop by the new somethinggoodradio.org and share your requests with us. Click on Explore and then scroll down to the How Can We Pray For You option. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Something Good is a listener-supported ministry. And when you give a gift this month, Ron will say thank you by sending you the complete audio download of the series you're hearing now, The Gifts of Christmas. That's The Gifts of Christmas. Request it today when you make a gift to Something Good Radio. Donate online at somethinggoodradio.org or mail your gift to P.O. Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia 23456. You can also call our offices at 757 757 
Yeah, because the reality is we live in a broken world. But what Christmas joy promises is something that transcends all of that. But you got to understand, it doesn't happen naturally for us. It's not natural for us to live in a broken world, to experience pain and suffering and difficulty and all of that, and to experience joy. It only comes when you're in relationship with Jesus Christ and when you are in step and in stride with the Holy Spirit who lives His life through us and produces a fruit in us. What I'm trying to say to you is you can't pull up your bootstraps and expect to have Christmas joy. You can get in step and in stride with the Holy Spirit and let Him live that supernatural life through you and take your happiness to a level that maybe you've never experienced before. That's tomorrow when Dr. Ron Jones shares part two of his message, Joy to the World. Join us then for Something Good. For Ron and the entire team here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis wishing you and your family a Merry Christmas. 